I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness Episode 33. Today, we talk about the act of kindness, and that's more than simply being nice. It's a powerful tool for change in the professional world and every avenue of our life. Stay tuned for this don't-miss life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Well, thank you for joining us today. Before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my great guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Gabriella Van Ray, the leading voice of the kindness movement. She works to spread the message that we are all unique and we each have something to offer the person next to us. Gabriella is a speaker, author, and activist for kindness, and she uses her life story that speaks to all and that provides the tools audiences need for more productive relationships. Her book, With All My Might, is her mesmerizing memoir of one of the first cross-cultural adoptions. And her other book, I Can Find My Might, is part self-help, part practical resource for students, parents, and educators. And Gabriella's personal experience creates a boots-on-the-ground approach to bullying and self-acceptance that is nothing short of magical. She also writes for the Huffington Post and the New York Daily News. Gabriella's Dare to be Kind campaign brings her bullying prevention program to schools, communities, and corporations across the U.S. And she teaches us that blame is not the cure. So ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, the lovely Gabriella Van Ray. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Dr. Bond. Well, it's so great to have you on the program today because I'm very interested in this movement that you have called Dare to be Kind. And uh, I think it's something that we all need to, to learn about today. It seems like we have a short of kindness in this world. Yeah, we, we, we definitely need it. I always say on stages that I feel like we've dropped the ball on human kindness. And I on purpose say human kindness because I really believe that we were innately born with this gift. And then somewhere along the line when we started relationships uh, as early as kindergarten, we kind of lose it. We leave it on the wayside and competition and other things get in the way of being kind. And I also believe that we have an incredible... A misunderstanding between what is nice and what is kind. Ah, well, what is the difference between being nice and being kind? Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to answer that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a big one for me. Is that uh, we associate nice with kind. Like, nice to me is what we're taught by our parents, right? I'm a mother myself. And we teach our children right from wrong. We teach our children etiquette to hold up, uh, hold up uh, doors for people. We, we teach the basics, right? And to me, that is a nice person. And if my manager was here, you would laugh because she always says when people ask her if she's in the kindness business, she says, no, I'm nice. Gabriella is kind. <laughs> and so the difference between that is that she just, she has the etiquette that she was taught, both in school and through the parents, of course. 
And I say kindness is when you go that extra mile. You know, you see it. You see someone struggle with something. And this can be a stranger. This can be people that you actually know. And this can also be what I call the forgotten people. You know, the people that we see in a two-mile radius from our environment every single day. For example, the barrister at Starbucks that hands us our coffee. Those people. So kindness is to go out of your way and when you're served food in a restaurant to actually read their name or ask their name and say, thank you so much, Mary, or, you know, John, that was, that was great service. You know, that, that personal touch, that is what I call kindness. That's going uh, above the, the niceness that we're taught. And by doing that, it, we create a true ripple effect. And I think it's part of our wellness in the sense that we are very reactive people, right? Oh, absolutely. And so one of the things is that most of us are so reactive towards one another that we can't be kind, right? It, it, it's just almost physiological impossible because we're triggered, right? So if someone says something like, uh, uh, oh, there she is again. She's always late. Right? That's never a nice way to be greeted in the boardroom. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Nobody likes to be thrown under the bus. So those are the things that we react to. And I always say, jokingly, but I really mean it, being reactive is so tiresome, Dr. Bond. It's like, wow, you know, if you have to spend every single day reacting to the world around you, there's not much time for anything else. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you're correct. You're absolutely correct on yeah. that. You know, yeah, I, I we, think more. We, we, well, you know, Gabrielle, so many, so many people out there, and and I see it, I see it a lot today, and I think social media is a perfect example on reaction. Mm-hmm. People are reacting yeah. to things just to react. They react to things they know nothing about. Uh, people th- mm-hmm. are taking opinions as thinking that they are fact, which they are not. And now, and mm-hmm. in people's personal lives, they're reacting in negative ways instead of being proactive in their reaction, which means a lot of times it's best just to be quiet and keep your mouth shut. Think before you speak. And because yeah. we don't know what that other person, you know, it's kind of like you'd say like, okay, let's say uh, Mary shows up to the boardroom, uh, you know, 10 minutes late to an important meeting. You know, and and somebody makes a snide remark about her being late. Well, how do we know that she wasn't out on the freeway changing changing her flat tire? You know, so yeah. we need to stop reacting. And most of the time, I, I say let it go. Absolutely, because it's not <laughs> worth it. I mean, choose your battles. Choose your battles on on stuff that is important. Uh, children, your job, your, you know, I mean, there's so many things that we find highly important. And what I also see that is a, a huge difficulty in being kind is that we, we believe the other person is out to get us. And yes. I always say to people, you're not that important. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I believe I don't that. Believe that <laughs> I don't believe that people are so important that we really consciously, does anyone consciously wake up today and say, I'm going to be unkind? Right. 
the answer is absolutely flat out no. And when I say that, people smile at me, right? Because they never thought of that. And uh, I think that when we wake up, we have either two choices. And the first choice is saying, hmm, I slept really bad. I'm so tired. That's that's a possibility, right? Yes. But the other possibility is that we just wake up with the curiosity of what the day is going to bring. And I think, honestly, most of us are at that second choice. We, none of us know what the day brings, but we hope it brings something fun and a lot of positiveness. But we oh, cannot yes. expect positiveness and kindness if we ourselves are not the giver of it. And I think that that's, you know, I have people saying to me, but so-and-so isn't kind to me in the workplace. And I always say, well, have you ever been kind to that person in return? Well, in return of what? See, we all expect things. And I say, when we put on our clothes in the morning, put kindness on. Don't forget that. When, when you know, you tie that tie, put kindness well, yeah. with it. Well, it comes down say to... It's your choice. Yeah, because we're going to reap what we sow. So whatever we dish out... We can get that back in return, so it's better to put something out there that is good instead of something that is negative. Now, let me ask you this. Why did you become a kindness activist? I have to tell you that um, I had a rough beginning, <laughs> and I, I had a rough childhood uh, being bullied and, and just for the mere fact of being adopted into a strange family, not speaking the language. So it was tough. And... I remember, honestly, every single person that said that kind word, and I remember it, and I always say, if you just close your eyes and be still for that one moment, all of us remember that one person, a hand on the shoulder, a little encouraging word, something. It could be an aunt, it can be a parent, it can be a friend, it can be a total stranger or a coach, right, in sports. That, that that little pick-me-up that you just kind of, it makes you step and bounce again, you know? And it makes you feel so good that there's just this smile on your face, almost like a smirk, right? And I remember those moments so vividly that I, I, I don't even need to go, oh my gosh, who is it? I know who it is. And, and I treasure that. I, I'm one of those happy-go-lucky people that just says, you know, uh, the good thing about memory is you let go of the rotten things and you just, I remember every good thing anyone has ever done to me because it's awesome. And it's those moments that actually make up our lives. Well, then why, why yeah. is kindness today, actually, you know, why is kindness lacking in society today? Because we have believed for the last, I would almost say, 25 years, maybe longer, we believe that kindness is weakness. Ah. We honestly believe that. And then we believe something else. We believe that kindness is lovey-dovey. And neither are correct. Kindness is something that we have. It is something that we do. And we just forgotten to do it automatically because we're so busy reacting to everyone. And you already said something very important, Dr. Ward. You said, uh, sorry, Dr. Bond. That's okay. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Dr. Ward is good, too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
you already said it, opinions. See, I believe that we have a big problem understanding the difference between an opinion and a judgment. And what we see on social media are judgments, are calls of judgments to one another. And we feel safe in doing it because we get away with it. Well, yeah, because nobody holds us accountable. Well, yeah, we're all sitting around hiding behind our avatar, and you know, early, early on in social yeah. media, when I got into it, you know, you had you have a, you had a tendency to engage with people for no reason, and I've yeah. learned that, you know, just to cut it out, there, there, you know, why create a battle when there's no battle, and nobody invited you to the war. And, you know, it's okay to, on social media, it's okay to be sitting on the sidelines and just reading and watching. But a lot of times, 95% of the time, maybe even 100% of the time, stop engaging in conversations that you know nothing about and that you cannot contribute to in a positive way. Period. Because I, it's, I agree. Absolutely. it becomes a reflection on you. But I also do feel that you're allowed to have opinions. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yes. Uh, I give an example. Last week, um, there was a really beautiful post about something political, but it was a beautiful post. And um, I answered something. And someone else in that thread of conversation who doesn't know me must have just looked at my picture and just assumed I was from India. <laughs> and then said, you know, basically the B word, you're, you're basically a bitch. Wow. It, it was written. And it said, you shouldn't talk coming from a country where there is a caste system. And I just, and I, I got out of the conversation and I just politely answered back, never assume. Oh, That's see, all you, I the, answered. You, never, you, ever assume. All right, that, you know, there, there's a whole other conversation that we're going to have to have an, <laughs> on another show because assumptions are killing society. And yep. and I love the reason why I'm, I'm excited and honored to talk to you because we the act of kindness needs to be amplified across society to where people, in a way, lay down their arms. And when I say that, I'm talking about their words and their actions. Yep. And they need to look at every person around them. I don't care what color they are, what religion they are, whatever they're involved in. Look at them as a human being. All our blood is the same color. So yep. we need to stop treating each other with disrespect. Now, I know there's some, there's some people out there, I mean, I wouldn't mind giving a punch in the face. But, I mean... You know, we just don't need to be engaging with those types of people. But on a general day-to-day life for all of us, and like you had said, when we wake up in the morning, put that coat of kindness on because you have no idea who you're going to meet or talk to that day because I'm I'm a big believer in connections. And when you make Mm -hmm. a connection and it's a positive connection, you know, Kindness goes a long way, but like you said too, there's a big difference between being nice and being kind, but by waking up in the morning and having a positive mindset, and it's amazing what kind of doors open for people when they simply 
or being kind to one another. Like you said, giving, you know, giving that extra mile, maybe actually saying that person's name. You know, the old Dale Carnegie thing is the sweetest sound to another person is the sound of their name. And just addressing them yeah. makes that gives them a feeling of importance. So, you know, that's just a small act of kindness. But believe it or not, it can go a long way, especially in the professional world. As Especially professional, but also, let's be honest, we all want the same. We want to be noticed, wanted, and loved. That's the three points we all have in common, and you just said it, feeling important. So it's literally no skin off your nose to say, hi, John, how are you? Instead of just taking the coffee and running off, for example, if this is in the public. But I think one of the things that's really key here is... Um, and, and it happens to be my weekly blog this week is on purposeful acts of kindness. See, to me, purposeful is that you see, that you actually become aware of your environment, that you know who is the person in the parking lot that gives you the ticket at the end of the day, you know, to get out of the parking lot. Um, because we notice all those people when they're gone, right? Oh, yeah. When, when someone is gone in a store, we say, hey, where was that gal or where was that, that man that served me? Then it's too late. You've missed the boat. And if you learn to see, for me uh, personally, if you learn to see, that means you're actually aware that you're living right now in the present moment. If you don't see things, that means you're always running at something, the past, the, the future, somewhere, but not in the now. And to me, that is part of the kindness, too, to yourself. Because one of the things, I don't know how you grew up, but I grew up um, Catholic. And as a woman, as a girl, I was told to always help other people. And I was never taught to be kind to myself. And to be able to say, no, I cannot, because I am just exhausted, or whatever the reason is. So that, too, we haven't learned in our education, any, any of us, how to be kind to ourselves. Well, let me and ask you this. that's a big one. Yeah, it is. And I want to kind of ask you, I'm going to ask you, I know that in your book, I Can yeah. Find My Might, uh, is based on your personal experiences with bullying. How has that book yeah. helped you? to bring forth a message to schools and communities, especially schools and communities. I mean, let's bring up the fact that, you know, we had another tragedy this time in Parkland, Florida, and, you know, how far would have kindness gone to, you know, maybe some way, somehow have ever stopped that. And, uh, you know, we have a, a lot of people who, especially in school, bullying is just something we all grow up with. I mean, I did, you did. So what kind of story do you have that, uh, you know, in the areas of bullying that you can share with us to uh, bring forth this message of kindness? Well, for me, bullying in the, in the old age, <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I was young, we didn't have social media. And I got to honestly say that was, for me, I, I cannot imagine having to go back in modern day now being bullied with the social media on top of being bullied, because now you you have it 24-7. So I want to be really clear on that. But uh, bullying in any form, and there is a form that we never, ever rarely talk about, and that is silence. See, when a whole group at work or at school is silent, 
that gives you the silent treatment, that always stops talking when you enter, that is bullying too. So I discuss this a lot with the students and with colleagues in, in, in work sessions that I have with them because people think, well, I didn't say anything nasty. But if you exclude one another, if we talk about my people, my friends, and it always starts with my and I, then others are always excluded. And so, again, we need to change the mindset. We're actually more connected and alike than we think we are. Well, yeah, and that I, doesn't mean that you have to love everyone. Well, so that's for true. For me, the most Im- important lesson I, I can tell you is the bully is as fearful as you are when you are the victim. They are fearful of you, and that is an eye-opener. Wow. Does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? They're mirror images of each other. Exactly. So th- that is... M- my biggest lesson that I learned and that I tried to convey in, in both books, because it's, it's that part, and we react only on that part, and we get very bad advice often from our parents. Let, let's say that I'm chubby at school. You're six years old, you have a student in front of you, and he or she is bullied because of their weight. Now, the big thing is the child goes home often the first time and says to the parent, they call me fat. What does the parent do? Don't listen, honey. It's not true at all. We love you. And I think that's where error number one lies. We have to take ownership of one's uniqueness. I'm 4'11". I'm a really short little shrimp. I've got to take ownership. (laughs) Right? I can't play basketball. Right? Yeah. my dad... My dad said to me, and you can imagine, I'm, I'm Dutch adopted, said, you go back to school, Gabriela, and you tell those kids that you're Dutch now. So I did. Do you think it works? Of course it didn't. <laughs> I said to the kids at school, look at me. I'm Dutch. I'm just like you. Can't you see it? No, not wow. too much. They all answered, and then they laughed. But that's the same with um, a, a child that gets bullied for anything that they have physically, right? Take ownership. Sometimes I sit with a child for an hour before they talk, and I wow. wait. I have, I have patience for stuff like that. And the child doesn't understand that you spend one-on-one so much time with them until they say the words, yes, I am fat. And then I said, wow, now what a relief. Now can we move on? Ah, and then the child that's looks powerful. at me and goes, wow, I get that. Wow, Gabriella, they say, I get that. And I said, yeah, so are you a good human being? Yep. Do you have values? Yeah. Now go out there and show who you are from the inside out. Show it. Don't, don't, don't use that as a crutch. That and is the children very really get, powerful. catch that. So that that I hope that answers your question. That's well, it does. That's why it, I'm so passionate. Well, I can tell you this: I I pray for millions of people to actually um, adults need to be doing this, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I you know, adults can learn from children, and I know as adults, a lot of us can think back of the times that we were bullied in school, and. Mm-hmm. 
And unfortunately, some of those moments of bullying can stay with us throughout our lifetime and mold us into a person that we were not meant to be. And like I told my kids, I said, look, you have, you're going to have about 12 years of schooling. It is mm-hmm. a season in life. Do not let what happens in those 12 years, if there's anything negative, don't let it mold your personality or your mind when you're an adult. Just remember, but when you graduate as a senior in high school, then your schooling is over until you enter college or a trade or whatever you're doing. So don't look back and think, oh, wow, you know, they said this about me and -and so-and-so treated me like this. I mean, I still remember the day when I was in the sixth grade. My sixth grade teacher had every student come up to her desk and read a passage from a book so she could make notes. And she didn't mean for anybody to see what she wrote. But when I went up there mm-hmm. and she made this little, she wrote something and I saw what she wrote and she said, he is a slow reader. And it, that bugged me forever. And to tell you the truth, yeah. w- when I got my doctorate in nutrition, I'm thinking, who's a slow reader now? <laughs> you know, so there was almost, it's almost like a revenge type deal inside. But at the same time, you know, those things can hurt a kid. But after a while, it's just time to let those stupid things go. Because look, you're in the sixth grade. So what? You, you may read slow or maybe you weren't really interested in reading what you were, were reading. That doesn't mean that you're not smart. And uh, but so the problem it's a, is, the, no, go ahead. They, they, they take it, you took it to heart, right? Yeah, well, yeah, at, the, at a very young heart. age. Yeah, and it hurt. Yeah. And and yeah. it is hurt and it does stay with you because there's by saying those words they create doubt. And and doubt is the worst thing we all know it as adults, but for a child doubt is the worst thing you can do to them, I think. I I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, we need to, you know, for all of us who have children, you know, we need to to realize that our words are extremely powerful. And I had interviewed uh, a fantastic gentleman on the show. His name's John Finch, and he was he told us that the simplest things in life as a parent uh, with you, with your kids that say if you go outside in the front yard or the backyard just to throw a ball back and forth, those little things are the things that they're going to remember the most. And it's spending quality time. It may be doing something just so simple as throwing a ball back and forth or doing something with them. But at the same time, anytime that we have to speak words forth, we want to make sure that we're building, building someone up. Because with children, they're growing. So as they're physically and mentally growing, we need to speak words that are building them up as they're growing up. And, it be, and they become a much stronger person. But I, I am absolutely in awe of your kindness movement. And for all of my listeners out there, when we release, when this, uh, when you hear this interview, I want you to go on your social media, and I want you to hashtag Dare to Be Kind, and let's increase this movement across the board because we can all be kind to one another and like. Gabriella, you said it best between being nice and being kind. Kind is going that extra mile. And it's, you know, it's not like you have to put, uh, it's not like you have to put a homeless person up in a hotel or anything, but just, you know, going that extra mile 
of saying someone's name, uh, you know, maybe buying someone lunch that uh, maybe couldn't afford it that day, and just being a friend. You know, everyone, there's always someone around us that we can uh, be an uplift to. Absolutely, and take that time. I mean, my, my slogan, and I, I think you know it, is one moment, one person, one kindness, be the difference. It's that time. Stop. It doesn't take much to stop three minutes. It, it doesn't take away anything in your day. You know, just do it and, and have that conversation of three minutes. You have no idea what effect you have. And you said earlier something about Florida, and I'm actually glad you said that, because uh-huh. I feel that a lot of young people fall through the cracks because we didn't care for them when it was time to care for them. And so maybe for your listeners out there, if you know someone that is what I call the instigator, right? I don't say mm-hmm. bully. I say instigator. Because <laughs> we're all the instigator of something. I'm the oh, instigator yes, we are. of kindness. Yeah. You're the instigator of wellness. So Amen. the instigator, let's take time for them. When I meet instigators, I just sit with them, and I always do the same. I put my hand on their knee, if I'm allowed to, not always, but I try to make a little bit of physical contact, and I look them straight in the eye, and I said, what happened that you're so hurt? That's all I say. And sometimes that's all that's needed. Instead of reacting to that person, that's what what I say. Well, that is extremely powerful, because it allows the other person to think and realize that they're in a safe place and then they can finally, you know, let it out. And just for the act of them talking about what is causing their hurt can set them free. Now, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the program on iTunes, the reason being is we want to attract more people like you to the show. The only way we can do that is if you rate it, and please, which also helps the show get more visibility, and please leave a review as well. If you could do that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. You can learn more about me at drwardbond.com, and check out my show page here at radiomd.com slash drbond, which will lead you to my other channels of iTunes, iHeartRadio, and others. And you can check out all of my guests on my show page. So I want to thank you for listening to another life-changing wellness episode. I'm Dr. Ward Bond. Have a healthy and blessed day.